2: Hello listeners, my name is Mark. If you have been enjoying the Listener Lore episodes, please come over to my separate podcast feed, Lorehammer Listener Lore. On this daily podcast channel, I will be reading one story a day and sharing your creative works with others, and giving my feedback at the end. So, if you like grimdark 40k short stories, come join me at Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script.
3: Well, hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Uh, Thank you, Mark. Hey. Hey. Hey, guy. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Mark. (laughs) Uh, Also joining us today is uh, someone we haven't seen, heard from in Mm -hmm. a long time. And I'm assuming it's just because... He thought we weren't friends anymore. I, I think but... it probably has to do with,
2: oh, I don't want to follow you to Spotify exclusive anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably, that's why he hasn't joined
3: it. But, you know, you pay somebody enough money, they join Exactly. Exactly. Everyone sells out. <laughs> uh, um, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't talk about him <laughs> while he's here. Uh, Peter, wow. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us I, today. I
4: really thought that conversation we had was going to stay <laughs> off the podcast. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's fine. If you want to just go there right off the
2: bat. Don't worry. We do three or four takes each time, and we pick the best one. This one will not be. Oh, perfect. Making
3: we'll, we'll change it in post. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, our, and the final yeah. guest we
2: have today our is... Our got cat is uh, Small Kitten. Small Cat. Small Cat. I got a little kitten the other day, and uh, for the low, low price of $2 on our Patreon, you can look at the Small Cat.
3: Honestly, she is so nestled on the table in a blanket. There has never been a better reason to get <laughs> video access to our podcast Than this cat right here, so oh no, the disturbance of small cat. Oh, small cat. Oh, and there, Mark is showing small cat to the camera.
2: Well, we 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 can talk about the show while people oh
3: yeah, um so (laughs) thoroughly
2: disturbed. (laughs) Uh, Okay,
3: this is a listener lore episode so what we're gonna do is we're gonna read a couple submissions from people about uh the story of their you know their armies or just short stories that they've written and then we're gonna critique them and tell them how terrible they are yep Yep. and oh boy do we got some doozies of a terrible story writing abilities there's
2: a lot of blue and red yeah there's a lot of blue and red squiggly lines (laughs) on these
3: notes excellent (laughs) so uh, th- it always feels good knowing that other people are just as bad as I am. <laughs> at uh... anyways, let's dive right in. Um, I guess I'll read the first one. No, you should read the middle, middle one. Okay, fine. Who's going to read the first one? Peter should. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds uh, like and he can read the last one. As well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm prepared. And uh, this one is written by Hugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. Just in case we didn't warn you before we started, we now have promised all our listeners that we're going to do very unique voices yeah, yeah, yeah. for all the different people in them.
2: Too many people heard, heard cold open stories and like, why don't Lorehammer do it? Yeah, exactly. So we're up in production quality That's
3: right. here. So I'm going to need you to really like You got to sell. <laughs> oh, uh, I need to believe that I'm in 40K.
2: All right. I want to feel like I know Hugh as a person afterwards.
4: <laughs> uh, okay.
3: Uh, <laughs> no right. pressure, though, right? I'll just
4: launch right into it. <laughs> Not having uh, listened to you guys do this, I'll just go for it. All right. Are we ready? This is, uh, this is by Hugh. magos. <laughs> 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 it's nice.
3: Carry that right tone through the it bat. whole thing. Oh, my gosh. You know what I realized? <laughs> Our lighting isn't on. Oh. Okay, Peter, take her away. All right.
4: Archmagos. Afy MacNylex was tired. His shoulders weighed heavy despite his many supportive servos. His mind felt clouded regardless of the powerful cogitator in his cranium and his every joint ached and moaned with movement. Unceasing battle for half a decade will do that to any man. However, little of that man may be left made flesh. There was fortunate news in recent months. The Mechanicus forces have been regaining ground from their biological invaders across the planet, albeit slowly, but at a great cost. The once good, pious world of Zurich IV had turned to heresy most vile, their workshops producing abominations unworthy of life. All this at the desperate order of Archmagos Mechnilax. He knew his actions were irredeemable, and he had doomed the entirety of his, this forge world to an existence of scorn, if they were lucky. Knowing of both the Imperium's and the Adeptus Mechanicus's treatment of traitors and heretics, it was far more likely that every man, woman, and child on the planet would suffer a slow and agonizing death. But that was a problem for later. The encroaching tide of inhuman muscle and claw was a far more pressing threat. One of the magi in charge of the night production and maintenance had requested to speak directly with McNilex on grounds of having urgent business with the Archmagos. He had lamented to himself that everybody appeared to have urgent business with him in these days of bloodshed. He was too tired for urgent business. He went none the less. There was no need to add sloth to his list of sins. Acknowledgment, Archmagos Affy McNulux has arrived. Greetings, I am Majos Damgun, overseer of night product. I'm aware of your duties, Majos, but not the nature of your urgent business. Speak quickly, for you are not the only one who desires my attention. Affirmative. Additional duties recognized. Announcement of core point. We have zero night pilots in our service. We what? Uncertainty detected. Repeating for clarity. We have zero... I heard what you said, Magos, but I did not fully grasp your meaning. Did we not have the full support of House Franks in our defense? Clarification. Support of Allied Knight House depleted. Majority of Knight pilots stain, slain in combat. Remain, remainder call, claim. All right, I'm just going to start this whole paragraph again. <laughs> Clarification. Support of Allied Knight House depleted. Majority of Knight Pilots slain in combat. Remainder claim our efforts are futile. Declare us heretics both. Majority of surviving members of the Noble House, status. Abandoned Zurich 4. Majority of vessels used, status. Destroyed by crossfire from orbital conflict. Remaining members. Two wounded, refusing to fight. Current status of House Franks. Destroyed non-functional. Primary error found. Large Xenos bioforms present difficulty to eradicate without night-class ordinance. Probability of Xenos victory, our demise, vastly increased. McNihilus was lost. Even with his damning decree to use Xenos flesh to accelerate the production of war machines... Support of the Nighthouse, House and the deployment of their towering war machines had proved invaluable to the conflict so far. And now it was all for naught. He had banked the entire Forge World's survival on a wild gambit that for a while had almost given him hope, and yet now defeat was staring him in the face again. Despite his best efforts, they were all still going to die only now they didn't even have the light of the machine god to comfort them. It would have brought him to tears if he still had the relevant ducks. The heavily synthesized voice of Magos Damgun snapped McNihilus back to reality. Request, would Arch Magos Afi McNihilus listen to a suggestion of mine? Please speak, I would heed any sage advice offered at this time. She bows her head slightly. Honor acknowledged. Proceeding. Suggestion. I possess in depth knowledge of the workings of a knight. Additionally, I possess rudimentary knowledge of the technique to pilot a knight. Additionally, multiple functional knights still accessible on Zurich 4. Conclusion. If necessary, I would be able to stand in as knight pilot in the absence of suitable house nobles. A ray of hope, perhaps. However, I appreciate the sentiment, Afi said. And yet, I doubt a single knight could win this for us at this point, however skilled you may be. Clarification. I am not the only Magos suitable for this position. Current confirmed number of volunteers, six. Probability of recruiting additional pilots, 96%. Estimated total number of pilots, Greater than
3: 20? <laughs>
4: Greater than 20.
3: The Pac-Man eats the bigger number. Right.
4: <laughs> At long last, a <laughs> glimmer in the darkness. The faintest silver sliver of hope flickered in McNilax, near what was once a heart. Do you believe you can full fulfill full our need for night house support? Affirmative. Presence of functional knights confirmed. Presence of potential pilots confirmed. Probability of deployment assisting war effort extremely high. Permission to begin operations from Arch Magos not granted. Requesting permission to field knights with Mechanicus pilots in progress. Permission granted. From now on, I declare that you, the first Magos, are amigo. Take what knights we have and what knights we may yet produce. They and any suitable pilots you locate are under your care and direct command. Do not waste this opportunity. Again, Damgun bowed her head, albeit lower this time. Affirmative. Promotion received and processed. Elation registered. Request? Permission to depart and begin preparations? With a small nod from the senior Archmagos, Damgun skittered away, already producing a faint crackle of vox chatter as she relayed the important details of their conversation to various other members of the forge world. Similarly, McNilax turned and moved on, heading to deal with a thousand other issues that clamored and roared for his attention. Archmagos Afy McNilax was tired. His shoulders weighed heavy despite his many supportive servos. His mind felt clouded, regardless of the powerful cogitator in his cranium and his every joint ached and moaned with movement and yet despite all of this he wasn't ready to give in just yet ooh nice
2: um that was pretty cool i'm a sucker for knights what were they fighting it seemed like they're fighting tyrannids. they kept I, on going like muscle
3: yeah i, fi- I pictured tyrannids as well and like talon or something what was the line yeah yeah it's definitely in there um ba, 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 ba. something
4: about the advancing
3: there were words spoken uh, large xenos tide bioforms.
4: of inhuman muscle and claw yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah. large okay. xenos bioforms they call them Cool.
2: What a cool kind of way to kind of get a new house, nighthouse kind of working and like. Well, not only of... a nighthouse,
3: like a mechanicus <laughs> nighthouse. Yeah,
2: yeah. Piled by a bunch of magos. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like it.
3: The I wouldn't be surprised if all these models were just like wires and stuff hanging from them, and obviously Cogs. very mechanicus weapons and yeah. armor plates and stuff. Be but... better.
2: Uh, and if not, he should go or she should go to Shapeways. Hugh, that's a guy, I'm going to guess. He should go to Shapeways and get a bunch of knight stuff. You can yeah. get these badass, like, cog shoulder pads and, like, cog banners. and
3: Yeah, I could really see you really heavily leaning into the Mechanicus conversion yeah. aspect yeah. for these knights
2: maybe instead of like a sword, they have like an actual big like uh, mechanicum axe somehow <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> well, you yeah. could do some f- pretty cool stuff I like that.
3: yeah uh i do like though that in this mac Nylix, he's kind of um what's it called when you send yourself to he's consigning himself to heresy really um, like he already did it. He said he used like Zeno's life forms to accelerate yeah. the growth of production for some of his creations, which I assume would help fight back these. Aliens. Yeah. So, but he already like accepts the fact that he's kind of outside of the allowed. Yeah,
2: either you die or you live long enough to become a heretic, and he's right. going <laughs> to live long enough to become
3: a heretic. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's I really like the, um, like his resigned fate. Really, I think that's probably something that we don't mm. see very often. A lot of the times, forty k is like a strugglers' world. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you always constantly struggle, and you, then you're always you die. the last stand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there's, but in this one, he's kind of, it's I don't know. It's like he's bending enough. To be like, well, you know what? I'm going to do what I can, even though I know what it's wrong yeah. to do. So I really like that um, part of it. But I like that it's he doesn't come across as evil or corrupted or yeah. heretical at all. He's kind of just saying like, well, the Forge World needs to survive, and yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes. So
2: That's the first step down damnation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's what they all say, Eric. I know. <laughs> Poor Lowell, Arkmecos, <laughs> McNilex.
3: <laughs> Obviously we're gonna put him down, but <laughs> it was a good guy. <laughs> he was such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Um what did you think, Peter? Yeah, uh no, it was good. I I didn't really understand
4: what was going on <laughs> for, for most of it. But you read it well, um, and that's what counts. But I, I read it. I read the words that were written there.
3: I mean it was uh it was pretty well written and oh yeah definitely wasn't uh it was in our top half probably <laughs> of well-written <laughs> stories i would say yeah yeah no it, it was good
2: i like the the title that has now been given to these knight Ooh, magos yeah, the yeah. magos
3: armig armigio, armigio 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 i wonder if that means anything well, it sounds like Armager. I know, I know, but who knows? Yeah. Armagers are a relatively new model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I declare you the first Magos Armigio, armigio however you yeah. want to say that. But it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but how would a Magos know that they can, t- like, pilot a knight? Uh, it, it might just be like a
2: willpower thing. Like, that's kind of what
3: it is. How do you measure willpower? Who knows? Mm. Just you determine population. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because in one of her lines, yeah. in Damgun's lines, she says, I possess in-depth in depth knowledge of the workings of a knight. That makes sense, right? Because obviously she has to work on the knights. Additionally, I possess rudimentary knowledge of the technique to pilot a knight. I wonder if like rudimentary knowledge is just plug in this.
2: <laughs> right because you just plug yourself into the yeah mechanic. yeah exactly yeah, That it right. pretty so much that's my
3: knowledge <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm curious 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 sir i like to think that damn gun has always wa- dreamt of piloting a night <laughs> and she's now like yeah yeah she's like i can do this like put me in coach like get me off the bench
4: <laughs> yeah uh I think Damgun is one of those examples of you write something and then when you read it out loud, I almost cracked up when I read when it Damn the Gun? first time. Yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, <Damn> Gun, <laughs> That's that's quite the 40k name. I mean, it fits. <laughs> it's very, very 40k.
3: No, I I did definitely smile as soon as I saw that. Yeah.
4: All right, so I googled.
2: Um, Amigio meaning, yeah. And then, very first thing that came up was a Reddit post where this guy posted his lore on Reddit. Oh, so there's a couple comments on there. I'll read them off so everyone can know what that's all about. Uh-oh. Love the lore behind it, but they would, uh, but would they be able to survive the trial? Which the pilots of Knights basically interlinking themselves with the Machine Spirit. So then the author says, "Oh yeah," and because they're all ad mech and Bonkers, they'd probably end up completely impermanently fusing with it until they never actually leave the Knights losing their souls and minds to fuse with the machine spirit forevermore. But that didn't feel right to fit that into story, so that's just some background lore. So then, that's a decent response. Another guy writes, this breaks so many laws <laughs> and bad <Ad-Mech> traditions, <laughs> but given a group of radical enough magi and some desperate situations, which you have provided, yeah. it makes sense to me. Really I good agree. fan lore. Uh, and then the final one is, uh, I'm a bot. beep, boop, boop. Someone has linked to this thread. <laughs> yeah, So the, that's not bad. That's kind of cool that, uh, I, yeah.
3: I, I love the idea of them getting lost in it, and it 100% yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, we just did our Titan episode, and we mm-hmm. talked a lot about what it meant, um, like, as the creation of a Titan and what that meant to, like, the Mechanicus and, and um, what it would mean, like, a princeps and, like, what it like, the honor given to the role of someone who, like, t- pilots it. And a knight is really just, like, Titan mini. Yeah. Really. A so, lot of the tech is the same, for sure. Yeah. Even, like, the... It really just looks like a shrunk down or expanded, exploded model, right? So... Um, <laughs> but, yeah, to, ab- to go into the throne mechanicum and then to lose yourself in it, like, would it even be a contest? Or would they just <laughs> willingly welcome <laughs> this... It to like overtake them, and now they're part of the machine. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: it's cool. I like it. I do. I'd like like to see some pictures, yeah, of some mechanicus knights. (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) well, Mark asking for pictures of knights. (laughs) Who would have (laughs) guessed? I'll satiate myself. Yeah, I'll just do some. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, Hugh, for sharing that. That was was very cool. Yeah, it's nice. Um, okay, I'm gonna read the next one, uh, written by sean uh who gave us a little forward it says for context this is backstory for a heretic Astartes kill team using a cultist champion as a leader even if you oh never mind so that's that's the backstory this is backstory for a heretic Astartes kill team colonel jeremiah radigan crouched behind the shattered wall of the basilica cradling the shotgun that had become his constant companion since he had taken it from the corpse of one of those filthy Xenos cultists they had encountered on Drainax Two, A commissar would have called it cowering, but luckily for the rat, no commissar would ever accompany the remains of his regiment again. He had served the Astartes of the resplendent Talon's second company for six years now, and his masters for decades before that, and they were all of the Emperor's and they were all of the Emperor's justice he and his men needed. His weapon would dispense his own justice to those enemies who managed to make it past his comrades. Radigan concentrated on the sound the shotgun made as he loaded fresh shells into it, his singular focus allowing him to ignore the screams of Trooper Pilo as his Flamers Prometheum tank ignited just a few meters away. Milos would save him, he was sure. The captain always did. In the years since the tobacco with General Marquesh, Radigan had been sure to make himself indispensable to the Astartes, as his masters had ordered him. He had always lived to serve, after all, starting with his tithing to the Astra Militarum. He hadn't yet grown enough hair on his face to shave, but he could hold a lasgun, and that was enough. Until it wasn't. Though he had been sure he would never forget the creatures he had seen through the battlefield smoke so many campaigns ago, he found he could no longer form their image in his mind. His masters had made sure of that, though as they did not need the likes of him repeating details of those half-formed things that clawed at his memory on the nights he lay awake. He knew that they had done something to him, however, as they had told him as such. His masters never lied to him, after all. Not about the demons he had managed to survive, not about their mission for the Emperor's holy Inquisition, nor their reasons for wearing the colors of one of the hated traitor legions in the prosecution of their aims. What little recall he could muster steeled his nerves, as the things were no doubt much worse than anything these heretics could conjure. His mind returned to the situation at hand, and he found himself firing his shotgun into the fleshless tor- torso of the mechanical construct that had slain Pilo he thanked the emperor for the training that the astra militarum had instilled in him over his service. So finely tuned were his reflexes that even in the depths of his nostalgia, he was still a talented killer. The creature, a Sicarian, he had heard brother Semyon call it, shrugged off the blast of the shotgun and reared up, brandishing its power sword at him and screeching blasphemies in its machine tongue. He thanked the Emperor again when Milos's form appeared from the outer, other side of the wall, slamming into the creature before crushing what passed for its skull with his power fist. The captain spared a glance over his shoulder and growled at him. Forward, Rat! There is no fighting to be done in this hole of yours. Radigan suppressed a shiver and nodded, scrambling over the walls before spotting his next bit of cover. The captain had grown more aggressive over the course of their mission, almost eschewing his bolt rifle entirely in favor of slaughtering his foes up close. Hadn't his cape been blue once? Radigan wondered to himself. Its hue now matched the deepening red visible in the captain's eyes on the days he chose to leave his helmet behind. As Radigan slammed his shoulder against the side of the abandoned Unitorum container they had come here for in the first place, he dared to stick his head out to scan the battlefield. Sergeant Mayhew was leading an assault on the Skitari commander, his bellowed orders clearly audible over the revving of his chainsword. The heretic was firing wildly at the encroaching guardsman, raising its blade in preparation. Trooper Iko's head vanished as one of the traitor's shots connected, but in the next instant it was buried under a tide of the Emperor's finest. Radigan looked on the sacrifice with pride. His men were loyal to the end, and so he he was able to overlook their growing fascination with the grim trophies of battle. There was a deafening blast of static, followed by silence as the battle calmed. Though it was only a split second before Brother Semyon's heavy bolter opened up on the fleeing heretics, it seemed like an eternity to Radigan, and he again allowed his mind to wander. When his masters told him that he and the men who remained in his command would be accompanying Captain Milos and the survivors of his company on their mission to destroy the secret enemies of the Imperium of Man, those most cowardly of foes that hid in plain sight, he naturally obeyed without question. A good trooper never questioned his superiors, and his masters were superior to him indeed." Though their numbers had dwindled over the years, the space marines, who had taken to calling themselves the Expunged, seemed to only grow more dedicated and ferocious in the prosecution of their cause. Captain Milos himself had grown more accustomed to to accepting Radigan's advice and tactical assessments, preferring to engage the enemies they encountered with the rest of his men. As Milos charged on after the routed survivors... Radigan ordered his men to begin cataloging the spoils of this battle. His masters had made it clear that he couldn't replenish their supplies through t- traditional channels any longer, and so he had become adept at scavenging whatever he could from their fallen foes. They had long ago learned that a heretic's auto pistol would fire just as surely as one bestowed upon them by the clerks of the Munitorum. In the silence that followed the battle, Radigan won. when his masters would call upon him again he hadn't been told how long they would be serving with captain milos and his brothers and radigan hadn't asked his lot was to serve and obey and his masters would be sure he had all the information he needed to do just that he had only one qu- he had only asked one question the day the inquisitor had saved him from the creatures he would come to know as demons who are you his master first among equals of those who had rescued him those he had served in the time since, removed his helmet and offered a comfortless smile before replying I am Alfarius. Dun dun dun
2: <gasps> Gasp. Okay, so this was a story about loyalists who basically are being conned and tricking other loyalists, but now they're traitors and now Elf Legion?
3: I mean it's alpha Legion, so that tracks. Okay, perfect. It's full of confusing <laughs> little lops. Okay, so this guy, Radigan, again, yeah. I gotta wrap my head around it too. So, Radigan is he's just a human.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's, like, uh, a loyalist who's following traitors, and, like, his men are becoming more and more corrupt and taking, like, grim trophies and stuff, and it almost seems like yeah. the Elphiris are, like, trying to corrupt this Guard Regiment. Exactly. Or, or at least using, using them yeah. for their
3: own purposes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he encountered some demons, and he believes an Inquisitor saved him. <laughs> yeah. But really, it's Alpharius and who we know as a Primarch, right? Fuck. Of course. <laughs>
4: as soon as I heard, oh, Alpharius, I was like, whoa. That's what
3: that means. Uh, yeah, Alpharius is a Chaos Primarch. Oh, that's bad. You don't yes. want that. No. Um, Definitely de- not posing as an Inquisitor,
2: for sure. <laughs> the the one thing is, like, so Alpharius is the leader of the Alpha Legion, and the Alpha Legion, everyone in there calls himself Alpharius. So most likely this is not actually alfarius but it is
3: you he said he was (laughs) alfarius
2: alfarius was killed or was it oh (gasps) my god hard to
3: say hard Hard to say say. who knows it's the alpha legion cut off one head two more grow to take its place (laughs) um but yeah it definitely tracks that this is just a regular guy who is slowly being pushed towards this chaos, really. And it's like, in a world of 40k, the different, the line between killing for the emperor (laughs) and just killing for chaos can be very very thin. (laughs) And in some ways, it can sometimes feel like you have a foot on both sides. Sure. And then on others, you know, you're gone completely. Yeah, really? so. I feel like you're talking from personal experience over there. Or something. I'm just you're thinking really of Archmagos McNilix and his slow, <laughs> slow descent. <laughs> oh, no. And I just think, what are these sad characters that we're reading about <laughs> right now? Um, yeah, I really like it. I like it the fact nice. that he is convinced that what he's doing is right sure sure um there's something uh, nice about like that innocence and naivety sure or naivete I don't know how to say it uh that you find in like these characters that just you know they come in I clock in punch in punch yeah. out do my duty they <laughs> listen to my master and you know they'll take care of everything and then for someone to like abuse that trust it's it really just turns it into like a tragic story and I like that I like the it's not just about, like, death and murder. It's about this one guy who's about to have his soul consumed by chaos. <laughs> and he didn't even know it. <laughs> you know? It read pretty nice, too. It did, yeah. Um, There were a couple parts where I was... I feel like... So, okay, they're assaulting Skitari. Yeah. And I like that he's not... Conv- like, he's convinced that he's still doing the right thing. Yeah. Even after he was like, we had to put on the traitor colors, but I listen because I'm (laughs) I'm a good soldier. (laughs) Uh,
4: Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful man Radigan is. I just like the part where he's talking about how like his cape was like just stained with blood. Mm. Yeah, wasn't it blue at some point? Yeah. Yeah, That's a good line. But it just made me think about, yeah, like anybody that's wearing a cape (laughs) on the battlefield (laughs) in 40K. Yeah. Like... How does it stay blue? I mean, that uh, thing's gonna, like, I was just thinking of, it, no. I went sidetracked to the people who were like, washing the capes, like, the servitors, <laughs> gotta get this back
3: to blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they now, have a really good stain remover and They would have to, to,
4: happen yeah. You'll be happy
0: to know
2: they have something called water slick, and it actually slicks away water
3: or moisture. It's called beeswax, and we have it in these days, Mark. Really? Yes. How do you how do you acquire it? I don't know because I can really It's a it myth, it's definitely like a mythical,
2: <laughs> you have like, to go on a super quest.
3: science. Yeah, you have to go on a quest to, to get, get some beeswax. Yeah. Where are the bees? Who knows? You have to go find the bees first because <laughs> they're disappearing at an alarming rate, guys. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways, I, I really like that. Obviously, it's about a kill team, so um, uh, it's a heretic Astartes kill team yeah so radigan is just a human and i like the fact that he kind of views himself as um i don't know i think he's really proud of himself too there's that line where he talks about how uh the guy is taking his advice Yeah, yeah yeah and like fights with him and i think for a regular human to be on equivalent speaking terms with a space marine is probably pretty rare yeah it'd make you feel pretty good too yeah absolutely um I, I like that. I like the fact that this story is, is about some guy who kind of... I, I don't think he thinks he's a, the same as a space marine, but yeah. he definitely has a familiarity with them, Yeah, um, which is not how I normally see them. So it's yeah. cool. Nice.
2: Anything else?
3: Um, Just looking through it again forward rat yeah no i liked i like that his uh nickname was rat the rat and he's the constantly rat, hiding
4: you're, <laughs> yeah you're kind of thinking okay what's going on here and then at the end it's yeah normally you wouldn't want to be the rat. rat you yeah. know
2: well
4: to their own.
3: i mean it's a rodent <laughs> like yeah uh some of all the things you could be called
2: <laughs> i don't know that
3: Right. I mean I would, like rat is right up there with Yeah, uh, like, no, I get serpent.
2: it. You guys are speciest. I get I would it. Just be like You don't uh, like rats. Okay. Yeah. Just
4: call me Jeremiah. <laughs> please please stop please. calling me Rat. I know my name is Rat again. Can we come up with anything else? Unfortunately, I don't think they could.
3: What about again? Nope. <laughs> no. It's Rat and only Rat. All right. Uh very cool. Um I'm wondering what the outcome of this seditious behavior was. <laughs> um, so he's serving with the expunged, I think he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to be that's with- That's a good the- name for a loyalist chap. Right, exactly, the yeah. That's not enough <laughs> warning <for ya. laughs> So he's serving with the expunged and he used to serve with the resplendent talons. Um, yeah, but I'm wondering what happened to the expunged and Rattigan. Uh Did the Alpha Legion turn them to chaos and, you know, welcome them as a war band? Was this whole thing just a trick for one of Alpha Legion's purposes? And then at the end of it, they just kill everyone and, like, watch them all drain down No, he he definitely
2: turned them to loyalist heretics who want to kill the Emperor to save the Imperium for the good of mankind.
3: That's right. So that's sure. nice. You know that tracks. Yeah, it's about as complicated as Alpha Legion. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm curious what the the end of this was. Like, does rat does the rat survive? <laughs> as long as he's serving and obeying, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think
4: he's probably still out there.
3: Good, good, good for the rat. Good for know? the rat. Good rat. <laughs> oh, um, nice. Okay. Um, let's. Thank you. Uh, who who sent that in? Sean. Thank yeah. you, Sean, for sending that in. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we have one more story, which we'll get uh, Peter.
2: <laughs> no, I'll take this one away because this one's actually my friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is Jason. Um, he's the police officer that I've talked oh, to for many day one. years. Yeah, like one of the very first. Per- so we're finally getting to his listener lore. That's how many <laughs> we have
3: backlogged. I'm pretty sure this guy messaged us. Probably within the month of us first
0: starting this <laughs> podcast. Yeah.
2: So uh, go check out his Instagram. It's called uh, Black Rain Studios. He does a bunch of cool stuff. He's working on all these awesome crute. So if you want to go see some jizz hands, go uh, check out his his crute. <laughs> it's like jazz hands, yeah. but not. But for Kroot. So right. it's, it's nice. Yeah. All right. Here's his story. Okay. You win. But before you shoot me, you should know what it is you were sent to destroy. The Rogue Trader slowly backed away while maintaining eye contact with the front sights of the antique bolt pistol the Inquisitor was currently tracking with him. It, rem- uh, it remained, reminded the Rogue Trader of a similarly beautiful one he had seen at a bootleg Obscura operation. But that was a story for another day, if another day comes. The rogue trader used his hands to gesture for, perma- or for permission to open the illegally unmarked bio-container. The Inquisitor nod- nodded, knowing that the next few seconds would involve a Xeno of unknown capability moving through the currently off-gassing off-gas, opening in the side of the life-supporting crate, and the rapid assessment of his augmented reflexes uh, would need to perform simultaneously. The young Inquisitor sent a surge of metal focus down his arm, winning his long nerve cells to swell with electro-differential potential. <laughs> As an electrician, I can say that's not what happens. It's real. No. It's real. Look <laughs> it up, people. Look it up. <laughs> the warmth he felt along the path between his neck and the perfectly polished mouth of his bolter's growing barrel <laughs> informed him he was ready. <laughs> that's a sentence.
4: Sorry, growing
3: barrel. <laughs> that got me. Growling. <laughs> 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 no no no. The warmth he felt yeah. because of his growing barrel. I
2: don't I don't even feel bad butchering this story. He should have known yeah, yeah. what he was getting into when he sent he knew, it. He knew. He knew me. That's right. Um so that's on him. But what is this? There was another feeling, a sensation, a sudden knowing that wasn't there before. The young Inquisitor that's had completed his training. Movies. Like all those worthy of carrying his rosette, he had willed his mind to maintain a baseline psychic defense, a construct to buy him the time he needed to notice the insidious subtle symptoms of the attempted psychic intrusion. But this was different. The Inquisitor had not sensed a shift in balance, a missing lapse of time. Um, There was no whispers that precluded the mental invasion. No, this can't be. His master state had stated that there was always an initial period where wherein the assailant would poke at a potential victim's mind and that the reconnaissance phase was when they were the, re- were the weakest. That was the moment an Inquisitor was trained to counter-strike. But that early uh, molestation had <laughs> faded the Inquisitor's notice, notice and the assailant was already inside, unannounced, unnoticed, <laughs> What are we reading? <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Unnoticed and already undoing the silk ribbon that crisscrossed the door where the... <laughs> now
3: there's silk. Silk ribbons, too. Yeah. This is I nice. like it.
2: This is nice. That had crisscrossed the door where the Inquisitor had locked away his most private thoughts and memories. The Inquisitor recur- uh, returned to his consciousness. To the other physic or to the outer physical world to find the occupant of the crate was already standing before him clearly clamped camouflaging itself in an image meant to distract potential predators the inquisitor understood this not because he had read in read it in one of the tombs that was now dust amongst his debris of his former ship he knew this because he was currently experiencing a lustful <laughs> simulation that nearly crippled him with a throb this is erotic these are words I think it, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the busty elder goth chick to come yeah, up, yeah. you know yeah yeah um so as I was saying experience tell uh, us more about this stimulation throb. that nearly crippled him with a throb that accompanied uh, the wave of newly diverted sensation what was this warp trickery biological contagion? electropathic manipulation a whisper encircles the young inquisitor as a vision went blank and all time seems to stop this was a new battlefield one in and out of time as a shallow layer of dust an infinite void uh, as a shallow as a layer of dust and as the infinite as the void itself he was in the space between now come to me the inquisitor heard all around him feeling a tug on his very soul the inquisitor replied what are you, Xenos? Demon? Mutant? I hate them all, you know. For They wish to destroy man, to erase him from the universe. But they will fail so long as the Emperor sits on his throne. The Inquisitor felt a warmth cooling around his body like a warm embrace and spun around his mind's eye. I also understand them, for they serve the hatred that unifies them wow, unifies them, rather than the petty bitterness that fuels individual inde- agendas. I might even be able to describe them as loyal to a cause, but you wouldn't want to know what it's like, would you, to act in accordance with something greater than your own immediate wants. Something that could pass for breath feathered past the Inquisitor's face. Ah, breathing on his neck now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Inquisitor Join continued. Me. <laughs> Join me. Join me. No, you are filth and serve no master. <laughs> you are a parasite looking only to fatten itself. And what do you feed upon, worm? Power? Essence? Pleasure? It doesn't matter. You are no threat to the Imperium, no threat to me. You are just a smear on it. And it is my insincere inconvenience to wipe you off the bottom of my uh, man's collective boot. That must be a typo. Uh, he could feel the entity's pulling weakening with ev- pulls. Wow, he could feel the entity's pull weakening with every bold word of the Inquisitor spoke. The antique bolt bolter in his hand seemed to moan with a desire to bark.
0: Death moan. What, kind of, what kind of
3: moan are we... Like, is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was...
0: <laughs> that kind of moan, right? Yeah, that's my... Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah that's what it is. Um, oh, sorry, kitten. Oh, oh that kitten just
2: passed out $2 on Patreon. You can see oh. the
3: cat. <laughs> it's cute.
2: Ah... <laughs> uh, Knowing his enemy was cunning, the Inquisitor bellowed, my bolter pistol? No, no, no. Do not plead for this. This is a weapon, a tool of war. Those who oppose me earn the right to the glorious demise it delivers. No. When you need to scrape excrement off you, you don't use a bolter round. You use a stick, a long, (laughs) dirty, blunt stick. At that moment, the Inquisitor zeroed in on the being's location in the nothing. He could feel the corporeal physical planes meet the knotted vortex. Meet like a knotted vortex. With a flash, the Inquisitor struck out with his opposite hand, the electrified Crozarius uh, striking home, splitting both matter and essence in a single blow. With a crack of an otherworldly static, the Inquisitor was back in the dark storage of hold of the Rogue Trader's vessel, standing alone aside from the chunks of viscera splattered across the hold and the now-empty bio-container at his feet. The Inquisitor said, May the Megas find what, if any, value you attained in this life. His first real test outside the Ordozino's Proving Grounds concluded. His mind swung back to the investigation at hand. Now, where did that Rogue Trader
3: run off to? Nice. Okay, so this is the story of an inquisitor going through training.
2: This might have been like the final test, but I, this it felt it wasn't real. like a
3: tame. Yeah, yeah, it was a real thing. I think. Yeah, like,
2: uh, like there was a demon that he or a a Xenos some Zeno's thing that was trying to take yeah.
3: over his mind.
2: Yeah, it was kind of cool. There was like this back and forth struggle. You can feel him pressing at the
3: side of your mind and stuff. Yeah, he he constantly feels things that like aren't there. Obviously, the breath, the warmth. Mm-hmm. the growing of the barrel the moaning right yeah, yeah. all the things you want from the all great things <laughs> um yeah so what i don't on what i'm not fully on is the opening of it so the inquisitor's ship is destroyed is that was is that something yeah and then he got right. picked up by a rogue trader i thought yeah and then the rogue trader is just like hey you want to see what i got <laughs> That you want to see? Look at my stuff.
2: Look at, my stuff. <laughs>
3: Look at all my stuff. I think <laughs> you that's what's any happening. Titans in here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I-, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, and I like the fact that he was like, "No, no, no, this isn't how it happens." There's always that like little probing, Crying. yeah, yeah, yeah. The- that phase where you feel them going, but he was just entered without <laughs> his knowledge i guess <laughs> consent is the word Cons- yeah it was a non-consensual entering for sure <laughs> yeah not a great not a good thing at all um there's some bolt pistols i guess there was other words the bolt pistol was too good for him to use On the i AOA. did like that and, yeah. <laughs> he's like no 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 <laughs> you don't deserve this you just deserve a stick <laughs> i wonder so that's the crozius yeah, So the inquisitor yeah. had a crozius yeah Okay. Do Inquisitors wield Croziuses? Not typically. I thought but it was, who knows? It could yeah. be a
2: gift or there's a, could have found it. There's a thousand or Sure,
3: yeah. But that's not normal in no. there. Yeah, because no. that's normally a uh, Space Marine chaplain's weapon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right.
4: But, you right, know, Peter? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, you don't chaplains. have to say.
2: It. You don't yeah. have to prove your knowledge to us. Yeah. No.
4: No. The Crozius was electrified.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs>
3: Oh, man. Oh, no, um, it's cool.
2: I like the prying of the psychic defenses and stuff. It's kind of cool to see, like, the struggle.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, I think all, all too often you see those struggles from the outside. You just see, like, oh, and they stared at each other intently. And <laughs> the air was electric, and then one of them snapped. Sure. You know, you, you always see, like, an outsider's view. But um, I like that he, how he talks. It sounds like it was a almost a pleasurable experience. Hmm. And it being able to like overcome it? No, no, no. Um when the it almost sounds like the other person is trying to like tempt him right. and like get him to lower his guard with this warmth, right? Mm. That would it sounds comforting, right? Sure. He described it as or like a breath upon your neck. Like that sounds like a very intimate thing that you do. <laughs> a lustful you know? stimulation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like this this whatever entity, this Xenos, whatever it is, it's really trying to lull that lull the Inquisitor to a place of where their their guard is down and where they can strike, and even if that's not what they're doing, maybe their entire purpose is just to give people warm feelings or whatever. <laughs> way, filthy Zenos, right, I that Exactly. Either way, it's a xenos and it has to be put down. So, yeah. no, I like that that moment where he's like, "No, like I'm, you know, I'm yeah. better than this. Like you're just filthy man's." Right to rule, <laughs> and I feel like that's exactly what an inquisitor would be like. They're, yeah. they're con- utterly convinced of man's divinity, yeah. That or their heretic, one of the two, right? They <laughs> are either sure. the most or the most. So, either side <laughs> of the most, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it's nice, it, it was good. I was just this is just one man's struggle in a galaxy of <laughs> of lustful things. Of, wow, I was going to say unknown horrors. But oh, <laughs> yours worse too. Just, oh, giving the kitten a little drink?
2: Yeah, for $2 you can see me give the kitten a little <laughs> sip of,
4: of water out of my cap. Um, And people dare say you've sold that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the quality
3: content that people signed up for. Oh, kitten.
2: Nice. Well, thank you, everyone, for sharing your stories with us. I, I always enjoy reading people's lore.
3: I do, too. It's yeah, always nice good. to see what people put the emphasis on in some places. Because I just like to see another aspect of and someone different's perspective. Because yeah. whatever I write is obviously very different in what you think is important or, Peter, you think is important yeah. in someone's perspective is not in for another person. So. Yeah. It's always
2: it's nice. cool. I'm surprised by, uh, we've never really gotten like crazy weird ones like listener lures. Like, you I, didn't think that was weird? Well, you know, there's some words. He thought it was
3: going there and it never arrived. <laughs> could, could you almost say that Mark was a little let down in yeah. this experience? I wanted
2: <laughs> to get off the ride. I never
3: got off i was going right we're talking we're talking about the ride yeah we were going places
2: i thought we were going where i needed to be right i just never got off
3: the ride (laughs) when you say that just make sure you add the ride ride because if you don't it sounds like you're doing something in front of me that i don't want to be a part of at all so um yeah lore we did it we did it thank you peter for any time coming and joining us as we explore the so you're you're just
4: getting to listener lore that you received like a month in is that what you're
3: saying to well who podcast? knows i don't know is when that... he sent this yeah. in yeah i think we're we're like a year and a half behind right now look we got okay. like 400 in our inbox wow right
2: now. so amazing are you serious no more like 200
3: we have four hundred
2: emails. I don't keep emails unless they're listener lores or something important. Oh. Wow. And you know, the only thing important to me, of course, is our listeners. listener. Listener lore and Yeah, their
3: lore. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah we're we're working our way through. So if you have one and you want us to share it, definitely send it to us. Yeah. Uh, send Mark, it in now. Yeah, absolutely. Get it in the queue. Get it that in the is queue. It's the only way to kind of even get it listened. Like Mark and I have committed to each other that we're gonna push out listener lores on a, a much more yeah. regular schedule yeah so yeah
2: then not the next episode because that'll be a main episode but the one after that we're reading a bunch of uh listener lores that were submitted to us uh yeah the
3: halloween one you're talking about yeah yeah so we ran a short story uh horror it, oh, wow a short story contest where you had to write horror for Halloween. Cool. Um, and we were kind of limited to a page, page and a half, and and so we had a couple people send it. I think we got like fourteen submissions or something, oh, and nice. then we just opened it to public voting and let everyone vote. And so yeah, we're gonna read the winning contestant and um, either a couple of our favorites yeah. or the next, who knows? But yeah, we're definitely gonna read the winning one on that. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I'll be cool. I'm looking forward. It to will share. be. Yeah, we're just. Sharon.
3: Getting more and more into just sharing people's stuff, I think. <laughs> well, you don't have to make content that way. Well, yeah. These are without a doubt the easiest episodes <laughs> we've ever done. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's all she wrote?
2: That's all she wrote. Um, Thanks, everyone, for supporting the show. Thanks for listening.
3: Yeah. Uh, definitely, you're gonna want to check out this absolutely gonna...
2: ridiculous cat uh-huh. right now. Oh my god! And just
3: so fe- Peter doesn't feel bad,
2: also for two dollars, you can look at Peter on Patreon. Right. Yeah. Or That's... if you want to pay only one dollar, go check out Peter's Only Fan <laughs> at uh, Long Daddy Peter. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you'll get your fill.
3: Of Peter, <laughs> this OnlyFans does not ex- does not exist. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you guys, thank you Peter, thank you Mark, thank you Small Cat, <laughs> and thank you <laughs> to you, the listener. <laughs> oh my goodness, this could not have come at a better time. Huh. Oh, okay,
2: Cat right. has woken up and is ready to play, so we'll leave it at that. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>
3: That's ridiculous. That's
0: too much. <laughs> too. much